Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know, the podcast where we tell you all about musicals and the lessons that they have taught us. I am Zane C. Weber here with my ever faithful co-host. It's me, KB, ever faithful. I wasn't here for the last two. <laughs> but you wanted to be. I did want to be. You really wanted to I be. Did. We did your favourite musical without I you. No dog bite. <laughs> but it's okay because we're back and we're talking about more wonderful things. And now you got to listen to it rather than talk about it forever. So. Yeah, I definitely have listened to it by the time this comes out. So. <laughs> All right. Well, and with us today is a first-time guest, but you we've done a couple of shows with the lovely Laura Foire. Hello. I've pronounced your name correctly, yes? Um, it's actually Foyce. Foyce. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it, it, it I, I really it, French, I? Yeah, mm. but he's Italian. Um, so, but I answer to Foire, Foise, Foyce, Foyce, <laughs> all of the above combination. Wonderful. Well, I will call you Foyce. For now, but yeah. usually I'll just call you Laura. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, have brought us one of your favourite musicals to talk about today and that, of course, is... Nine. For any particular reason? Well, there's a lot of, uh, you know, Italian history behind that. So um, Nice is a musical by Marie Yeston, uh, music and lyrics, but it's based on Eight and a Half uh, by Federico Fellini, mm. which um, is quite a... a historical Italian movie. Federico Fellini um, did this musical as a semi-autobiographic movie. Yeah, so sort of about his own life. Yeah, sort of about his own life. I mean, Federico Fellini is, you know, um, director, screenwriter. um, He won a Palme d'Or. He was nominated for 12 Academy Awards. He won four of them in the um, foreign language, best best musical in a foreign language, uh, which is the best that ever any director has ever done. Yeah. And, and really that's the the best Oscar to win because oh, yeah. the, res- the other Oscars are just the American movies <laughs> yeah. where that Oscar is literally the rest of the, the world. The one <laughs> Oscar that one goes Oscar to One Oscar for the rest of the world. Exactly. So um, after winning two of them, I mean, Federico Fellini is the man that wrote and directed The Night of, uh, the Night of Cabiria, yes. which uh, is the movie that inspired Sweet Charity. Yes. So this is the person we're talking about, big, you know, um, Italian personality. Uh, and after winning two Oscars and, uh, you know, Palm d'Or was a massive, La, La mm. Dolce Vita was a massive movie, he hit a wall. What? Basically, like, what am I doing next? And in this crazy genius transformed that void in the 
in uh, eight and a half that is still uh, mentioned as one of the best 10 movies of all time. Absolutely. Wow. What right. a guy. Yeah. <laughs> what a guy. Frederick, Frederick Fellini. Federico Fellini. Yeah. Federico, Federico Fellini. Fellini. Yeah. Uh, so before we get into nine anymore, let's get to know you. Now, I'm hosting, so you I are. can't do the creepy getting to know you. Song. Oh, man. So, KB, it's Do I it's have to do to the you. creepy one? You don't have to. You can just what do about? your impression of Miranda's oh. getting to know you song. Oh, no, I don't want to offend Miranda. I'm just going to do it. Uh, getting to know you. There That's you all you get. That's no, nice. Um, Miranda, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was lovely. It was lovely. Thank yeah. you. Okay, so question number one. Which musical character would other people compare you to? Um, I asked the question to you know to my friends, and uh, they came back with a crazy range from Amelie to Cruella de uh, Deville, <laughs> going through Sally Bowles, Madame Bookworm, and wow. Eva Peron. So, all um, right, I'm happy Take with them all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Tough to pin down. <laughs> yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> all right. Well, what what musical character would you like other people to compare um, you to? I'm happy with, uh, you know, Eva Peron. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice. That's a good one. Uh, so what is your dream role? Oh, my God. That's <laughs> a hard one. I'll pick two. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Impossible Dream, which is Elizabeth for, from If Then. Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. And maybe less impossible, Francesca, The Bridges okay. of Madison County. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are two roles that haven't come up. No, in the dream all. roles oh. before, yeah. So um, you've been cast. They're oh, yours. Awesome. <laughs> Both of them. Yeah. Oh. No, and now you have to choose. Oh. oh, then it would be Liz or Liz and Beth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what's your favourite Sondheim? Um, I think it's still company. Yeah. I, um, I've been pretty hooked up on Assassins after your guys' <laughs> podcast, I have to confess. You're um, welcome. But it's still, uh, still company. Yeah. Uh, company is a great one because it's yeah. got such a broad range of characters and some great yeah. female roles as well. Yeah. Have you is... read the, 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 yes. the new one? Yeah, yeah. Bobby is a woman. No, right. Have you listened to it? I wish Sorry. I could see it. Yeah. Oh, so do I. Mm. One day. One day. One day. What's your go-to shower song? Ooh, um, probably would be Life of the Life of the Party. Recently. Nice, yeah. yeah. So the Lipa yeah. Lipa yeah. Wild Party. Yeah. yeah, yeah, awesome. And the final controversial question: <laughs> You have to delete a musical. What is it? Okay. It can't be cats. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I know that is <laughs> because gone. we it deleted it, we yeah. burnt it, and then they turned it into a movie. <laughs> so we have to be really careful of what movies we delete from now on, <laughs> yeah, because oh, if that's going to happen yeah. to all of them. Yeah. <laughs> no. So um, it's gonna sound really unfair because I got friends in a pro- in the only production I've seen, but it would be the Hat Pin. The Hat, hat pin. pin. Australian. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I have to say the composer I think did a great job, but the story is the awful. Mm. Is is heartbreaking. We're talking about a Sydney couple that committed, you know, the worst crime human mm. can conceive. Yeah. And I don't think they should be remembered in, in any yeah. way. And yeah. I know that the musical, you know, focus on uh, on the mother and uh, you know and their story, but. Um, I mean yeah. that's fair enough. I almost walked out of that, and not because the musical, the music wasn't beautiful. It's, the story is so terrible, a bit yeah. confronting. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I think that's all we we need to know about you. We've learned everything there is to possibly know about yeah. you. Yeah, oh, everything absolutely. from everything. start to yep. finish. Life story. <laughs> so let's take a break. 
and we'll come back and we'll start talking about nine. All right. So we've already learned a bit about Federico Fellini and and the movie Eight and a Half that inspired this, which is the musical adaptation of that film. So what can you tell us about about Nine? So Nine started as a um, workshop project in the 70s. Yes, then, so um, Eight and a Half in, as a teen and was really captured by the movie. Uh, and wanted to do something like that for, for a long time. So it took advantage of, mm. you know, workshop to start working um, around that. So um, the, um, the musical started with a book of Mario Fratti and then was rewritten with a book of Arthur Coppett. Um, and when on stage in the early 80s, we're talking about 82. Yes. So... Yeah. Um, in the 80s, we're talking about, in that year, you know, was the same year of uh, um, Dreamgirls, um, mm-hmm. Joseph. Um, nevertheless, he was nominated for 12 uh, um, Tony Awards, yeah. and he won five of them. And included Best Musical. Best Musical yeah. and Best Original Score. So, um, first production, as you were saying, in 82, the role, uh, the lead role was firstly offered to... Um, what was his name? Stay with me. Is this the original? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sergio Franchi. They couldn't, uh, still the only Italian that ever played the role, <laughs> um, but couldn't actually make it uh, to start. So um, the lead role went to Raul Julia, our yeah. beloved Gomez Adams. <laughs> so, um, we had a few production. Uh, I found... Um, Quite interesting. Uh, London had in the nineties uh, our 160 <laughs> people production with yeah. a big concert. Um, that's a, that's a crazy number of people a, to fit into that, this, oh, this yes. musical. Considering Absolutely. the title is nine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Now probably we need to then tell something about why the title yeah. is nine because it goes from eight and a half. So, Yeston um, described. Nine as eight and a half plus music, which yeah. in his opinion was worth half. Ugh. So made in nine. I mean, the original <laughs> title and eight and a half was the number of movie, including shorts, that yeah. Fellini did. Yeah. So that's what he what he what he went to. Uh, I think it's a bit um, not fair to himself because I think he did something really good with this musical, like shifted the 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 focus from the man in his artistic void uh, to the women surrounding him yeah, and you can yeah. see it or hear it from when the music starts yeah it's yeah. it's basically the story of him struggling to write this film yeah. and him grasping at the women in his past the women in his present and and how his relationships with them and his work yeah. uh like some of them he treats like a muse and some of them he works yeah. with like his wife louisa um and then yeah so basically and <clears throat> it, it ends with a breakdown and his younger self coming back and going yeah. look you just need to grow up <laughs> move past Just all these relationships and focus on what's going to work in the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a deus ex machina that I think is is totally appropriate for this this musical yeah. because it is an examination of this person's relationships. And the one problem I have with this story is that it is so focused on how this one individual treats women yeah. that, <laughs> that it, it – Particularly now, examining it from like a feminist perspective, it's a little uh, 
objectifying the way that he, and I think that's what hmm. the end justifies is throughout the the story he's treating them like objects and what he can get from them yeah. and at the end it's him telling himself, no, put that aside yeah. and just move forward with your, yeah. uh, your relationship. Because the behaviour loses, loses it all. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh so I think we should talk about the Australian <laughs> yeah, premiere of Nine. Yeah. And it was very exciting. And it was very early as well after <laughs> yeah. the original. It was 1987. Yeah, and had a young Tina Arena. A yeah. young Tina Arena, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Nancy Hayes. Nancy Hayes uh, was Liliane Lafleur. Yeah. Uh, but John Deirdrick produced, directed and starred as Guido Contini. Amazing. <laughs> I like it because... Um, Yeston, yeah, is that what we settled on? Yes. Yeston yeah. um, decided that Maria Mercedes was the definitive Louisa Contini for all the productions yeah. he had seen. The Australian was the one. Now, I I haven't been able to find if he said that about anyone else. That's true. He in, could have in, said it about in, everybody. In subsequent, yeah, uh, productions after. because I know I do know that Sondheim has been quite in the past being quite liberal with saying this person has <laughs> defined this role. Yeah. Um, not least, of course, was uh, my favourite Carolyn O'Connor as uh, yes. Mrs Lovett. Um, but <laughs> like Audra hasn't been in anything that I know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so um, Yeston himself gave her the d- defining yeah. um, portrayal of, of that role. Which is exciting. And this has gone... Everywhere, so it's been revived. It was most recently revived in two thousand and three yeah. on Broadway mm-hmm. with Antonio Banderas. Yes, yeah, that cast was epic. Yeah, the cast was epic. Still. Jane Krakowski. Mm. Jane Krakowski. Why can I never say her name? I don't know. Um, is I was I would never have picked her for someone who had been in this show. Yeah, but then I saw it and I was like, yes. So this is this is the show that John Stamos. Yes. Replaced Antonio Banderas yes. in as as Guido, um, and also Eartha Kitt came in yeah. as Liliane. Uh, so it was it's kind of a a crazy amount of uh, names and and people that have been involved. Uh, so we have just been joined in in the in the studio by none other than getting to know you herself, Miranda. I'm just going to turn your mic on now. There you go. Hi. Hey, it's not Hello. even my mic, it's Julie's mic. How <laughs> weird is that? You've just stolen so it. We well, got a little super cute haircut. I just haircut. To put that in there. Thank you. It's real cute. Guys, you can't see it, but Miranda looks amazing. I've got a fringe. I've got bangs. Yes. So do you have anything to <laughs> add about nine? No, I just really needed to say, Guido, Guido, Guido. <laughs> Good. Well, they do say that a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they do say through that. It. And um, I just needed to say, John Stamos, what? Yeah, yeah right. That's Guido. Um, I know, crazy. Jenna Elfman was also meant to be in that cast, um, but it kind of she couldn't get there, like for rehearsal. She was right. on another project, the and bus so was late, yeah, <laughs> the train was delayed. Um, but then it was just a few days before opening. She was like, ah, she needs more rehearsal time, so we're going to let the understudy take the lead for now, and we'll <laughs> throw Jenna in there when she's ready. But. She never went on stage. Well, I oh. guess lucky understudy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I wish that had happened to me. Yeah, right. Next so I think Hi, Laura, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, missed you. Oh, thank you. I just wanted to hark back to the 1982 Tony Awards, mm-hmm. which Nine did 
win, and it did beat out both Dreamgirls, which is kind of the biggest name mm-hmm. there that I would have picked, uh, and Joseph and the Amazing yeah. Technicolor Dreamcoat. I mean. And then the musical that's kind of been lost to the ages, Pump Boys and Danettes. <laughs> <laughs> My oh, favourite of the lost musicals <laughs> of the 1982 have Tony you have, Awards. Have you ever listened to Pump Boys and Danettes? No, but I really want to now. It, it's yeah. exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> oh. It is. It is what like. A, it it's, like? <laughs> it's like a milk bar musical. Oh, Great. Wow. That 1950s. Ooh, yeah, that sounds good. Um, but I'm not surprised that um, in that environment, Nine did well. Yeah, mm. because it's it's interestingly written. Yes. Yeah, and it would have totally. stood out yeah. from the crowd. And Joseph is poop, so. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly because you, you do have two biographical musicals there. You have Dreamgirls and Nine. Yeah. Nine is definitely the more conceptual mm. piece, whereas it's more kind of like jumping back and forth, yeah, talking to totally, figments of yeah. his imagination, yeah. whereas Dreamgirls is very much like these characters were in this place at this time yeah. and they're singing songs about it. Maybe it was just too early for Dream like a Dreamgirls biopic type of musical. People were like the people going to the theater were like, well, we kind of know what happened. I mean, in that it was one. nominated. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it like, also yeah. has is the one that's lasted the longest. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's talk yeah. movie remakes yeah. for a second. <laughs> I think Dreamgirls did a little better yeah. than mine. Oh yeah. Has that. Dreamgirls been revived on Broadway since? It's still on. It's on the West End. I think it's been. Yeah. It's on the rest, West End now. Well, we haven't done a Dreamgirls episode, so we'll have to do that. At some yes. Point. Oh, uh, of course you have yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. We we will get to them all eventually. Yeah. We've we'll done almost one hundred so far. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, is there the, anything else that we've we've missed talking about the history of Nine? Um, we haven't gone through. Come, all, it will come to me obviously yeah. at a wrong moment. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't gone through all the characters, but again. Yeah. They're kind of tied in with the the biography of Federico Guido Contini, if yeah. we're going to use his, mm-hmm. his the pseudonym. We didn't talk about the movie. Yeah, there's a reason for that. There's <laughs> yes, for that. that was I my should... introduction to Nine, and I can't say I liked most it. people's. No. Most people. I had listened to some of the music before I saw mm-hmm. the film because when I was going through uni, Nine was having a little bit of a resurgence yeah. in repertoire. Um, but yeah, I. I really liked the movie as a interesting presentation of the material. Yeah. But oh there were some interesting no. choices in there that were maybe yeah. just a touch too interesting mm. for the wrong I, reasons. I, think, I mean to to me I love every single actor that you see in the movie but I don't think they were up to the score. Mm. Yeah. That you know and that's the big that's a big thing. I love I love them all for a lot of different reasons. Um, and I think to that ex- some extent they did a good job, but they weren't, you know, capable enough for that yeah. score. I think it also had a really funny mix of, and I know it's the point of Nine to have a mix of women, but like look, just looking at the names again, like Marion Collatard next to Fergie. <laughs> it's just like just the yeah. Yeah. aesthetic of it. <laughs> Did, was it Shakira was in it too? No. Kate Hudson, Penelope Cruz, Judy Dench, you know. Yeah. And um, coming off the back of the very successful Moulin Rouge film. Yes. Yeah. Our dear friend, Nicole Kidman. Good on Nicole. They yeah. changed the key of that song for her in the movie. Yeah. And it, it changed it like unnecessarily. Uh, yeah. 
I don't know. It was a bit disappointing. Oh, yeah, I was totally disappointed, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I love Nicole I mean, Kidman, but oh, my God, what yeah. she did to that yeah, song was nice. Yeah, Nicole Kidman has never been a, a singer and mm. I think she tried really hard just around this time. Well, this it was just after Moulin Rouge. Or an yeah. actor. <laughs> oh, Julie, Arsene Julie, Tiger. stop stealing my microphone to say horrible <laughs> things. Um, so I, I actually don't mind Nicole Kidman, but, yeah, I, I think this was definitely a push too far mm. for her. Um, but I mean, she broke a lot of bones during Moulin Rouge too. Was she fully recovered by nine? I'm not really sure. <laughs> have either of you, I'm looking at KB and yeah. Marina, seen Eight and a Half? The original? No, I have not. But now no. that we've spoken about it, I it feel is, like it's, it's a, a must. very good film. Yeah, um, it's yeah. very surreal as well. It gets, yeah. you know, what... If you know, if you think about nine, you know, past, future, present yeah. uh, is a is a big avant garde thing. Yeah, yeah. Legend says that um, Fellini had signs all around saying, "Remember, this is a comedy. It's like it's a funny, <laughs> supposed to be a funny movie." Because if you just follow the the, the score, is not particularly, you know, <laughs> yeah. funny. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with the lessons that we've learned. Alrighty, so what lessons has Nine taught us? Um, you can be successful at night and still be a freaking mess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can be successful at life and still be a freaking mess. I think that that is the main theme of this, of this piece. Yeah. I would also, I would probably go a little bit further and examine the mess. It's like self, self-obsession is not helpful. No, totally. Yeah, as soon as you get obsessed with your own process and your own thought processes and replicating what got you success in the first place and trying to do that again, that's not that's not going to be helpful. You no, that can only get you so far. Yeah. Don't overthink anything. Just do There's it. There's also <laughs> and I think that then again reflects on his relationships with women. Yeah. It's like you can't rely on other people to support you if you're not doing anything for them. No. Yeah. And while I understand that in real life the relationships might not have been that simple, in this in this musical they're definitely presented in the way of like, okay, so this is what this woman does for him and yeah. so this is why he wants her there. And he keeps reaching out to these women and drawing them in to see if they can solve his problem. And when they don't. And when they don't, he bye sends bye. them away. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Aside from Louisa, that actually goes his wife, yes. that actually yeah. goes away. Yes. Besides, you know, once the, <laughs> that love is completely consuming her, yeah. because um, he ends up using her, their own intimacy to try to build this wreck of a movie, which is not going anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she decides to finally leave him. I mean, yeah. Louisa, for me, is probably the only real character in this movie. I think she's the only one that's represented in a full, like, uh, a fleshed out way because um, Contini is is really just kind of one aspect of the of Federico Bellini. Um, whereas I think Louisa is her motivations and her input is really examined from everyone's perspective, yeah. from hers and his. Whereas everyone else is just just uh, kind of a paper cut out of what this person represents. In yeah. his story. Well, I guess too, she's the constant 
So for her to be fleshed out, it's necessary because she's the one that has the through line as opposed to the other girls who come in and out. Yeah. Um, but I learned that people are drawn to stories about entertainment, no matter what that is. And I know we've learned that before in other musicals, but it keeps popping up. Are people drawn to it? Or are creative people drawn to it? I think people, <laughs> creative people are drawn <laughs> to it because, you know, ego. But um, I think people are fascinated by an industry they don't completely understand. Yeah. I, like if you have a conversation with people that don't are not in the entertainment industry and you're like, oh, I am a performer. And they're like, oh, wow. Like tell us more about that. And you're like, no, there's not really much to tell. I'm out of work most of the time. Um, but, but I mean, in most representations of that, work you don't see what it entails like especially in this like the the film the disaster that it is is very much stylized and like people running in and out and doing normal people don't know that they don't know that that's what it's like (laughs) (laughs) so they're like fascinated by this thing that they think is reality (laughs) because it's not reality because it's not reality because entertainment is entertainment is there anything we can learn from sarugina which is the uh just be Italian. Yeah. Just be Italian. <laughs> like, just be Italian. Just I mean, she's it. pretty clear. On. Uh, I think it's actually pretty good. It, um, I mean, we didn't talk too much about the plot because it's, it's a total mess yes, just to yeah. talk about. But something with no, something with Saragina, the the the. Um, um, the remembrance of Saragina to get rid or come just after is been thinking about his mother in his nine years old mm. self um, and the, this woman t- teaching him about being himself and this beautiful uh, beautiful uh, beautiful dance will leave a big a big sign on him mm. in particular after he's been punished because you know he was in he's a, run away he's run yeah. away from a Catholic Catholic Catholic. Catholic right? school, Catholic yes. School. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, Catholic school, you know, to talk to a prostitute of so being badly punished. Uh, yeah. And he managed after that to run away again looking for her and she vanished. She disappeared. She'll never see her again. Mm. And that is something that somehow he uses as um, as an image of how vanishing love can be. And, and it is an image that I, I think, is used a lot during uh, during the old uh, musical. Yeah, yes, you know. absolutely. That that kind of fleetingness of the emotion, um, yeah. and that's I think fleetingness the, of all emotions. And the, and really. the one exception, well, the one exception exception is Louisa. Yeah. yeah, is that her love is entirely present the whole time, and it's hurting her, so she has to. Just to leave. Because of that love, she has to leave. Yeah. But, you know, she comes back. But also yeah. because yeah. in the 2003, in, in, yeah. <laughs> because in the, in the revival, original yeah. one, all women comes back to tell him goodbye and then they leave led by the nine years yeah. old girl. Think, in 2003, yeah. they decided that after everyone leaves, she, she comes back. She steps back on. I think, I do think that that's just my interpretation that I think in the original one where the eight other women leave and she hasn't said goodbye, it's implied that he's going to go back to Louisa. Um, so I think they've just kind of like really spoken down to the audience in the 2003 revival and just like, he's going back to Louisa. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it is a really interesting way to present that sort of uh, fluctuating relationship. And yeah, again, it's, it's difficult, I think, to separate his treatment of 
women with the musical's treatment of women. So I don't think the musical ever talks down about the women that he's having relationships with, but it never really recognises or talks about um, how healthy his relationships yeah. with women are or aren't. Yeah. In, I think it's quite implied how unhealthy they yeah. all are. Yeah. I mean, probably the only one that, you know, seems like, um, um, you know, a, a big, strong bond there is the one with the mother, but he uses everyone else to try, you know, to get his creativity. Mm. So it's quite implied how unhealthy and how unidirectional these. Oh, yeah, definitely, is. definitely yeah. unidirectional, and it's and as we know that it's not healthy, but and at the end of the musical, it is kind of like he has to stop doing that. Yeah, but nobody <laughs> but calls him out on. No it. No one calls him out on it. Particularly the women don't call him out, and they allow. Uh, I guess well, um, his his uh sense. his mistress's Carla. Name, Carla. Carla does it in a very not calling out way, yeah. just kind of like, no, you don't like me for me, you like me for what I do to you. So, Oh, I'm no, that's Claudia. Claudia. Claudia, yes. Claudia yes. Nardi. Yeah. Yep. They became um, Claudia Jensen in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Uh, any other lessons? Not for me. Well, probably. Be Italian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be Italian. Just reiterate that yeah. one more and more time. I would say probably don't wait until you get, you know, consumed so much before dumping someone. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> And I guess different times as well, like yeah. uh, men and women have different relationships. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know. Um. Did We didn't talk about it in the top, but I do like to ask the question when I'm hosting is what is your favourite song oh, yeah. in the musical? Um, I would go to be Italian, but probably also My Husband Makes Movie. Mm, that's I my favourite. I really yeah. like that one. It, uh, it's a song that didn't appeal to me the first time I heard it. But it grew, you know, with time. Mm. I mean, I love being Italian, obviously, or um, <laughs> a call from the Vatican is so cheeky. <laughs> but I think probably my, yeah, my husband makes movies. Wonderful. What about you, KB? All I have running through my head is be Italian because you said it so <laughs> many times. So it'd have to be that one right now. I don't really know. I, it's a, I struggle to listen to the soundtrack. I think because all the songs start kind of blurring into one for me. Yeah. They are a little abstract as well, kind of like the yeah. musical. They, they don't give a good idea of the story until no. it's presented, um, which is why, like, I think watching the movie and then listening to the soundtrack is yes. probably the best way to do it if you don't have a chance to see a production. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, there's there no good legs out there as far as I know. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> All Yet. right. Well, uh, let's What's take yours? a break. What's yours? Um, well, mine was uh, My Husband oh, Makes Movies. Of course. Sorry. Yeah. Now uh, we can take a break. <laughs> okay, well, let's take a break. We'll come back with our Dreamcast. All right, who are we putting in the Dreamcast? I'm going to put this show 20 years into the future and Zach Efron's going to play Quido. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, don't I was about to say, Zach Efron can play the nine, uh, nine years old. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's give an Italian person. When, Guido. when has Antonio Banderas is not Italian? I'm no. not suggesting <laughs> no. that he no. is. Can I can I say something like I really like like Antonio Banderas, but when I listen to him, all I can hear is 
Spanish accent. Yes. yes. And I'm like, I, I know, I know, it's I know because you're listening to that, Antonio, Spanish accent <laughs> and Italian accent are not close enough. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Italian actor then. I mean, Zach Efron can play the understudy. Um, but who have you got, Zane? I don't. I don't have a Can suggestion. I, I don't. I would. I'm gonna start throwing names of people that you guys never heard of. Please, um, that's, yeah, you're probably the expert. Probably it could be Jodi Tonno. We is, yes. is an Ita- is an Italian singer that played um, Cosimo in uh, Notre Dame de Paris. Amazing. So, yeah, it could be. It could be that one. He has the kind of suave and yeah, n- naughty yeah. <laughs> thing they would get you in it. Nice. Yeah, fair enough, but. The the favorite part for this would be casting the women because you could literally have you you're after a, a wide range of really of are. women. So who who are we? I love Jane Krakowski. I like when I read that I was like, yes, a hundred percent. She's always in it. She's never not in it anymore. <laughs> That's, I I think too because if it's meant to have a comedic air to it, mm. she would bring. That which which she played Carla and right. won the oh. Tony Award for Carla. Yeah, um, yeah. For me, I what? <laughs> Julie's giving me a face, and I don't know what I've done. Ignore she Julie. Like She's Krakowski. not on this episode. She. <laughs> <laughs> um, Audra belongs in this. I don't. I don't know whether I think I would like her as Claudia. Yeah, or maybe as Elian. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, Claudia, Claudia, Claudia. Claudia. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. I, now, who do you want to be? <laughs> who do I want to be? Yeah. I want to be. Um, I would like to be either Luisa or Saragina. If I right. wanted, if I could yeah, play yeah, the yeah. role, yeah. If anyone was put in the production, I probably would audition for yeah for yeah. those two or even uh, even Carla. I no, don't have the physique to roll for, for, for Claudia Nard, for sure. <laughs> um, so any any other strong female actresses? Who did you put in as Audra? Uh, as Claudia. Claudia. As the muse. Would she not? Oh, yeah. Like the character. What about Liliane? Yeah, Liliane. Well, I, did, I, did, I did say or as Liliane, but Sorry, I do. Sorry, I got her. distracted by Julie's suggestion for Guido, if you would at all like to hear it. No, I don't think we do. <laughs> I don't think we do want to hear it. <laughs> it's just- I think the people will appreciate it. Um, <laughs> she has decided that Andre Bocelli um, would play King no, Queen. Why? <laughs> no, 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 why? no. I love Andrea, but no, no, please, no, please, no, please. Um, so yes, that's why I missed where we would put Audra. We can blame Julie. <laughs> yeah. Lillian is actually a very hard character. Yeah, mm. it's a brilliant part. She has some very hard and. Great songs, yeah. yeah. I think I don't Audra know what would put in there. She's, it's yeah, it's a difficult one. This is a, I think this is a difficult show to cast. Oh, absolutely, as a whole. I think the casting is a reflection of how you're going to present yeah. the musical <laughs> overall. Um, I think it it, it could rep, it could be uh, really well done as sort of a semi concert mm-hmm. um, version where the where you kind of take that. Uh, ethereal surrealness of that's kind of in there and just lean into that and have like a very diverse cast. Yeah. But also I think you could do it in a, in a very traditional way and have Absolutely. it. In that sense, 
I have less of an idea of who I would bring Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Because I, I think that it would involve a lot of people that aren't currently big names on Broadway. I think it would be uh, more actual more Italian. Italian people. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's kind of what the, t- the would, two versions that I would like to yeah, see. Yeah, which is very unusual because as, as we were saying, I mean, you know, even the movie, the only Italians <laughs> in there were, you know, really very minor yeah. roles. You know, his <laughs> wife is French, his mistress is Spanish, yeah. you know, his muse is Australian. So, <laughs> I mean, that's it. We could just change everything about the show yeah. to fit our own cast. No, we would yeah. never. Yeah, so Zac Efron... Zach Efron mm. has a place in this. Oh yeah, we go twenty yeah. years from now. Yeah. Sure, um, as long as he's also Italian. I mean, is he we Italian? Can, we can. Efron is a very Italian-sounding name, is it not? <laughs> <laughs> Don't okay. look at me like that, Zane. All Miranda right. decided Robert De Niro would be good in this. Why? Show. <laughs> Why are you doing these things? <laughs> you, everyone who's not on a microphone, needs to calm down. Please, thank you very much. Oh, we're no. going to take a break. We're getting I'm going to yell at guys. some people and we're going to do some top five lists. <gasps> what top five lists does this musical belong on? Um, top five musical played in Italy. Yes. I got seven. <laughs> <laughs> I found seven. Um, I'd say, <laughs> I don't know how many shows are on this list. Top five shows about film directors. Mac and Mabel? Yes. I think there's I a lot think of theatre directors. Yeah, I can't Maybe think of any. Maybe just directors. Film Maybe take directors. Film out. I'm sure there will be. Sunset Boulevard? Sunset Boulevard. Uh, City of Angels? We've got yeah. it. Top that's five four. shows about film yeah, directors. That's fine. There, there's bound to be more. <laughs> there is. Um, I would put it on top five shows with numbers in the title. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that earlier? Last five years. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> The 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. <laughs> that would be a very eclectic list. <laughs> I, I will admit that. Uh, nine to five. There's a lot. We yeah. can keep going. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, How could I forget nine to five? Top five single male lead shows. Yes. Or top five mostly female casts. I, th- yeah. oh, I think there's a lot more. Really? If you're just going mostly, so more than 50%. Say 95% female cast. Little Women. <laughs> yes. Uh, women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. Uh-huh. Ones N- that people have heard of. Nine. Uh, <laughs> Legally Blonde. Oh, true. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you're going, yes. Or Mean Girls. If mean we're going Girls, there. yeah. Uh, uh, six. Six is only women. So technically. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then by your criteria. <laughs> Fine, we'll go Zane's way then. Uh, I, I mean, like, I'm not saying it's not on there, but I think that that's a much longer list. It is a much longer because list. Because men like to put men in musicals. Yes, they yeah. do. Uh, oh, yeah, so what other lists? I've distracted myself by thinking <laughs> of, of mostly female musicals. Any other top five? I would actually put the overture in the in the top five. Overtures? Because yeah, it is a very yeah. unique overture. Yes. Because it does have talking throughout The it. women are yeah. singing that. So um, it, and and that's why you know, you know this focus on this uh, feminine feminine universe uh, comes yeah, so absolutely. evident from the very beginning. What about top five title songs? Be Italian. Well, no, oh, no nine. nine. <laughs> um, 
We're changing the name of the musical, guys. <laughs> I, uh, I think you get it very confused with like the Italian <laughs> or yeah. I do you do you think that that number is strong enough? Don't um, think so. Uh, to be on a top five, like what else would it be up against? Into the woods. Yes. Does company is there a song called Company and Company? I don't um, think there is. I don't think nine to five. Any. True. Yeah, that's that's that would also be on the I numbers in the title. Others. Sound of music. Yeah, maybe it won't be. Um, that's that's fair enough. That's there's I, Oklahoma. I think, <laughs> Literally oh, anything no, by Rodgers no, and Hammerstein. No, I'm trying to work out what has like title yeah, fair songs. Enough. In I, I think all Rodgers and Hammerstein are below this all right, one on that particular list. Sound of music. Uh, yeah, it might. I don't think it would, but it might. Okay. I like that song, so I would put it there. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's it. It's a very personal top five list. Yeah. I mean, the gig for me on your personal top five. Yeah. I do like the song, but I, yeah, it's. Uh, so, any others? Um, top five avant garde musicals? Surreal musicals? Surreal musicals? Sure. Yeah. I which, think which ones are we putting in there? I mean,. That's a very good point. What ones are we putting in there? Oh, is the first one of our list? You know. <laughs> I mean I mean we're creating a new top five. Okay. People you gotta Phantom them. has has moments Phantom where like reality moments. gets taken away and replaced with surreality. Yeah. Um I think every show has not every show. A lot of shows have a scene that's surreal. Mm, mm, We've got mm. rent. <laughs> I just like it came out of my mouth not willingly, <laughs> but it does have moments in there. Yeah. Oh, know. Kiss of the Spider Woman. Yes, definitely. I think that's it. Just trying to think. If okay. you listeners think of some musicals that are surreal that are not on this list, yes, quick help us. <laughs> <laughs> Send them in. Send them in. Even even six a little bit. Six, I think, is surreal think in a similar surre- kind of yeah, way. Yeah, in that yeah. it. I mean, it's it's not like it's a definite biographical it's kind of taking yeah, stories yeah. and dramatizing and them making them, them into like in a, a cabaret kind of yeah all right i love six that's good good lists it's good lists all right well let's uh take a quick break and we'll be back in a moment all right well that is nine it's it, it is a, a portion of nine. It is a portion <laughs> of nine. If you if you have any other contributions to Dreamcast specifically, I would love to hear yeah. some Dreamcasts. Struggled with this because one this you week. can you can cast it in hundreds of different ways. Yeah. Uh, or top five list, please let us know um, on Facebook or I guess Instagram. You can. Let us know on Lots Instagram. of people message via Instagram. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's really cool. I didn't know that that was a thing. <laughs> uh, do now. <laughs> good. Well, you manage the Instagram, so uh, fingers yeah. crossed. It's me that you're chatting to, guys. <laughs> so thanks for coming, Laura, um, and bringing um, us pleasure. nine. Um, do you have anything coming up that you'd like to let oh. our, our um, 
the audience know about? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm in the cast of um, uh, Ladies in Black at Brisbane Arts Theatre and oh, we are opening on Friday. I'm um, playing Magda. So it's so you will be opening good. the night that this comes out. <gasps> oh, yeah. my goodness. So yeah. uh, book your tickets. The season is... A, is it's quite extended. So we, uh, we uh, close on the 7th of September. Yeah. Oh, that's so quite a long season. plenty of time and yeah. the show is amazing. Like, um, Of course, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at the uh, listening to the, uh, the cast. It's oh. <laughs> so, so we'll, we'll to put links to that in, in the show notes, uh, so you can go check that out at uh, Brisbane Arts Theatre. Um, Thank you. So that's been us for this week. Yeah. Um, if you want to learn more about us, you can find us online at that'snotcanon.com forward slash mtmeik, uh, along with all the other podcasts that are on the network. Uh, all of our hosts here are on at least another one. Yeah, at least. <laughs> we get busy, guys. Yeah, look, we're, we have to. You can find us at Twitter at Musicals Teach Me, um, or you can send a KB an email. Yes. At musicals taught me podcast at gmail.com. Guys, we've had some emails. We've had emails. People are listening. People are listening. There's a lot of people that are listening. I'm sure. There are. <laughs> I am all the time. Um, and if you are listening and you can't throw us a couple of dollars on Patreon because you don't want to see me dance the Necronomicon. You do. You do. We're no, so close, guys. We're I, at 999. You could some, be the one that brings us over Some the people We're just not. don't. Want to see that? Yeah, but it's KB. the Necronomicon, and it's you, and you're going to be singing and dancing it, and we're going to be filming it, and it's going to be great, and everyone wants to see it, and you will know you want to see it too. So Patreon is the place to go. But if you don't have the money for Patreon, you can just find us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and you can give <laughs> us a rating and a review. That helps us get into other people's ears. And if enough people ask us by a review to send them a video of Zane doing the Necronomicon, then we'll also do that. Zane will insist on those people becoming patrons until there are enough patrons because he's confident that it will never happen. We so prove, prove wrong, me wrong. Oh, please. <laughs> please. 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 Do it. Thank so you, Laura. Thank you again, Laura, for joining us for nine. Thanks for having me. Uh, we'll have to get you back sometime to talk about all the other Italian musicals. I've heard that there are seven at least. <laughs> <laughs> well... Um, I found seven acted in Italy, but I'm sure there's more than more than that. Excellent. It was like a five minute five <laughs> minutes googling job. <laughs> Thank you once again, KB. Oh, anytime, Zane. I've been Zane Ware, and we'll see you next time, everyone. Bye. Bye. Are you a grown-up who loves Disney? Are you a grown-up who wants all the facts? Are you a grown-up who spends copious hours arguing with friends and family about the deep intellectual properties of your favourite Disney movie? Do you want to delve deeper into the realms of Disney with us? I'm Stacey. And I'm Georgina. And And together, together, we're Disney Disney Grown-Up. We are 
the place to get all of the intellectual debate on your favourite Disney movie. Get all of those fun facts. And a whole heap of raw reactions to all of those interesting Disney movie moments. You can find us where any good podcast is found or on our website, that's not canonproductions.com. Join us for Disney Grown Up. You know you want to. A that's Not Canon Productions podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>